Welcome, welcome, welcome. We missed our June 5th deadline, but we are finally ready to kick off and relaunch the weekly podcast, and I'm super, super excited. Thank you for your patience. I know there's only 16 other million other podcasts to listen to out there, and what makes me special? Nothing. If you like uh, overweight, 45-year-old uh, male podcast, then you're in the right spot. That was, that was a joke. Anyway, listen. Thank you. Thank you for, thank you for, for listening. I appreciate it. I really do. We, we've we've got us a, a little, made us a little spot here. Got we, we're still very 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 low low budget low key, but we want to branch out and broaden out. And we we want to be consistent and we we want to have. We got us a nice spot. We got us a little bit of a little bit of help and and we're thankful and we're ready. We're ready. But I'm still not going to go away from my paper. I'm still going to hear. You're still going to hear paper. But I do appreciate it. You know, with everything that's going on today, uh, you know, sometimes it's uh, you hear some stories and it's like you, it makes you realize how, how precious life is and how thankful you should be for every little thing that you have. You know, uh, I know it's a lot, of time, a lot of times it's easier said than done when you hear people say that, you know, life is 90% of what ha- or uh, what happens to or 10% of what happens to you, 90% how you deal with it. But then you have some tragedy happen and you, no one knows how, how persons react. But, you know, there's a lot of good out there too. Uh, and I try to count my blessings anywhere by God that I can put a couple of them together. And I'm very thankful for any damn thing I get as far as the listens that is even included. I'm so thankful for listens, for likes, for whatever, whatever we can get. Now I know... We try to dance that fine line. I listen to some podcasts and they're just laughing like hell. And you got to be entertaining. But it's so hard for me to try to, I don't know, just make a joke when you're talking about something so damn tragic. So we're going to mix that up a little bit. And sometimes throughout this this podcast, we're going to talk about other shit that's not so heavy. But what we're going to talk about today is this missing submersible, the Titan. This missing tuna can. This... And you've got to really put this thing into perspective, folks. You've got to sit back and think of the environment. Let's, let's look at best case scenario. We're going to go through all everything and the, and the Titan itself and and some of the, the concerns about it. And, and I know there's no ending yet. We don't know the ending. Um, we hope for a miracle. We hope for a good ending. But at this point, we just don't know. But think about the conditions that, 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 that they're in, the environment. And we're going to get into that. That gives me anxiety just thinking about the, the, close, the closeness, the enclosedness of the space, the depth, the darkness, what the... Mm. So we're going to discuss this. I want to thank you for your patience. I want to tell you that I love you. If you can support us, do it anywhere that you can, whether it be clicking our Cash App link in the Instagram, the Twitter, $5, $10, no dollars, whatever. Just give us a like. Don't give us a like, but give us a listen. I appreciate everything. This is The Weekly Podcast, and we'll be right back. All 
right, guys. Thank you. Welcome back to this episode of the Weekly Podcast. We're going to talk about Ocean Gate and its submersible Titan that went missing or had lost contact with the mothership uh, Sunday night. Um, the Polar Prince uh, had, had taken it out to the, the, the ti- Titanic wreckage site, which is about 400 miles off the coast of, of Nova Scotia in Newfoundland. Um, it's considered an experimental, experiment, experiment, I can't say it, experimental submarine, or s- submersible, it's not a submarine, apparently submarine has its own power, submersible does not, uh, like I guess nuclear power of some kind or whatever, but anyway, we're going to talk about that, but before we get into that, I'm going to sidetrack like a mug right here, um, what are some of your favorite TV shows? Because I'm going to tell you right now that I'm, for for many, many, and, and Victoria Rowell will probably never listen to the podcast, but I love her dearly as an actress. I love her on Diagnosis Murder with Dick Van Dyke, Barry Van Dyke, Charlie Slatter, Scott Bale in the earlier seasons. But I love that show. I love that show. I have every one of them DVR'd. I watch them every day. I watch at least an episode every day. It's just one of my favorite shows. It, 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 and I know it's about crime and whatever. It's got a little funny twist to it. Dick Van Dyke's amazing. It's just a good show. If you've never heard of it, check it out. It's from like 93. went from like 93 to 2000 on CBS. Like 170 some odd episodes. But it's very good. I love it. It's about a father and son. The father, Dick Van Dyke, is a doctor at Community General Hospital. His son... Barry Van Dyke, real son in real life, plays Steve Sloan. So you've got Dick Van Dyke as Dr. Mark Sloan. You've got Barry Van Dyke as Steve Sloan. And they are solving crimes. And you got uh, Victoria Rouse, Amanda Bentley, the medical examiner. Well, the, I don't think she's, she helps the medical examiner. She's a medical examiner. I love the show. Check it out. And... Uh, We'll love all of them. I, I know what I'm talking about is while I'm doing this episode, I have the TV on just in the background, no sound, but I'm I'm watching Monk. Now I know you love Monk, so I'm gonna name my three favorite effing like. Now I like Minds and you know Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad, these TV. But I'm talking about like feel good, old school, just little little TV shows that are fun to watch. Monk, Psych, Diagnosis, Murder, love them. Love them, love them. Enough of that. I know you don't give a shit. But anyway, so Sunday, let's let's, let's talk about Ocean Gate. Ocean Gate as a company. We're not going to talk about, we'll get into some of the negatives that that had had kind of come out on the the submersible itself. But let's look at the basics. We've got Ocean Gate makes this submersible uh, to go down to see the Titanic it looks like they're wanting to do like 16 different trips each trip is like six seven days long it takes like four days to get out there because uh, it's a 400 miles off the coast you know and, and then it's two hours down two hours around to it's, it's a six hour trip down but anyway it's a it's a week-long process it's a two hundred fifty thousand dollars price tag so only a few uh, very few <laughs> i'm not paying that shit to go i'm telling you right now I would freak that out in that fucking submersible on on land, on land, because first off, it's made of titanium, carbon fiber. The porthole 
is a small ass porthole in the front, but it, it's only 22 feet long. You've got five people crammed in it. And it's just not for me. It's too, it's too compact. But you've got like five, it, the, the titanium holes, so five inches thick made of, of uh, carbon fiber, uh, 3.25 inches thick of titanium. Um, it is controlled with a wireless controller, like look like a damn PlayStation controller, which I guess that sounds odd, but maybe not with how, you know, drones and all kinds of different, different wireless flyables and, and divers and boats and things that we have now. But that's what it is. A 22 foot long carbon fiber titanium submersible. Like I said, the hole is five inches thick of carbon fiber, 3.25 inches thick of titanium. And so OceanGate has made this thing and they're wanting to take uh, historical trips to the Titanic. And we know the Titanic is 400 miles off the coast, about 12,500 feet down, which is about 2.3 miles. Long way. And if you don't know anything about the ocean, the, one of the, the deepest dive of human is like 1,090 feet. Uh, you have uh, no light after 3,200 feet. Sperm whales don't go below 10,000 feet or deeper than 10,000 feet. Average depth of the ocean is like 12,100 feet and the Titanic sit about 12,450 feet. So this submersible takes off and is dropped off by the Polar Prince Sunday evening. They lose contact with the submersible about an hour and 45 minutes into its journey to the Titanic. Now, Why? Well, I guess what could have happened? I don't think the contact is, is really, I mean, losing contact like that probably wouldn't be that odd because communicating underwater like that is very difficult. There's not much you can do. Um, but there's also not many things that can go wrong. It's going to be one of a very few things, and I don't think any of them are going to be good. Because the, the counterweights, to get back to the surface, it, it comes to back to the surface on its own. You drop the ballast weights, and it the buoyancy of the, the craft itself brings it back up. So, after about an hour and 45 minutes on Sunday, they lose communication. They were supposed to return at 6 p.m. Hours start to go by, and no sign of them anywhere. So, we've got problems. So they start to do the math. They look, they got about 90 hours worth of worth of um, oxygen. And that's just regular breathing. That's not taken into f fact now that what could have possibly went wrong. In my opinion, and I am not an oceanographer, an engineer, or anything else, but if it's unobstructed and still intact, and it loses its power, so what? You drop the ballast weight and you come on home. But the only way that couldn't happen, in my opinion, would be if it's flooded, if it's imploded on itself, or if it's entangled in the Titanic wreck or some other kind of object or something else. But one thing, well, again, back to my damn claustrophobic, is when they get into this submersible, they are bolted in from the outside with like so like 50 or 60 bolts. I mean, it takes a lot of time to get them out of this thing. You are locked in. That would send me freaked out at that point. You put me in, you shut the door, you start bolting the door shut, I'm fucking done. 
I'm out. So now we've got five people in a 22-foot-long submersible that is heading to the Titanic. And after about an hour and 45 minutes in, you cannot hear. that There's no contact with them. Today is actually Wednesday. Uh, they're still searching for the submersible. I just got done watching the uh, 1 o'clock press conference. So, to give you an, a, kind of an estimation on time, I don't know when you're going to listen to this, but it goes missing Sunday, and let's see, today is the 21st, Wednesday the 21st, 621, 2023. So, it goes missing yesterday's the 20th, uh, Monday's the 19th, the 18th, it goes missing on 618. Now, at this point, they're saying they have about 20 hours of oxygen left. And they're searching, they're searching, they're searching. They've covered 10,000 square miles at this point. Um, a Canadian uh, airplane had heard banging noises through the ocean water. It picked up on sonar. Um, they've got those to na the Navy to try to see. They, they feel like they were coming in like a 30-minute interval of like metal on metal banging, but they're not 100% sure on exactly what the noises were because it's so hard to, to, to kind of sift through everything, but they're working on that. So Sunday night, they don't show up. We get search and rescue out there, but you've got to remember the terrain, the depth of that water is everything you need to know. At that depth, you're talking at 6,000 pounds of pressure per square inch. It would crush that submersible if there was a default it would implode on itself in a matter of seconds and everybody would be dead and not know it. So we've got the basics. We got a seven to day nine, seven to nine hour trip down to the, the uh, Titanic. After an hour and 45 minutes in, they lost contact. We don't know where they're at. So, um, after doing you know, you, you kind of start to think, okay, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? And you start to just use common sense. Obviously, if it loses power and everything's still intact, dropping those ballast weights and using the buoyancy would bring it back up. So obviously, they're not able to do that. So it's either flooded, imploded, or obstructed. Now, I've done a little research, and I found some really iffy things about Ocean Gate. That submersible is considered experimental. Experimental technology. David Lockridge was fired in 2018 because of the poor quality, he felt, of the Titan submersible. He claims that the window, the viewing window, that is supposed to be set for 12,000, 13,000 feet of a depth to be able to hold the pressure was only set for 4,300 feet. No man testing and warning system is only seconds ahead of when the, the, like the catastrophic event would hit. So you would have no time to recover. There's almost no emergency system. There's no beacon system. And you're supposed to be taking people down and doing these dangerous missions, but yes, safety is not one of your main concerns. That was concerning. It, it sounds like the experimental side of, the, the, the technology may be there, I'm not saying this folks, but what I am saying, 
is ex the experimental aspect of the of the the technology using the carbon fiber using the titanium this guy was fired david lockridge claiming that the hull would not hold up over time the glass would not be able, was not able to do depths of 12 or 13,000 feet and there's no warning system really because you're only you're only given seconds before catastrophic event would would, would happen um so I know that they're optimistic about the sounds and, and having 20 hours of, of oxygen ready, but I don't think they're taking into consideration that we're talking of, okay, now listen, real close. Five people cramped together. We're talking bodily functions are still going on. You got to pee, you got to poop, you got to do your thing. Pitch black. 12,000 feet on the bottom of the effing ocean in a tin can. And this is the best case scenario. My mind, and we're not talking a couple hours, we're talking since Sunday night. That oxygen may be gone, folks. We're talking regular breathing oxygen. I'm freaking the fuck out at this point. Somebody's probably already killed me. They've already killed me on that submersible because I'm telling you, because I would, I would, I'm losing my mind thinking about those conditions right now. Those conditions they're in, best case scenario, is fucking horrendous. I mean horrendous. They've covered ten thousand square miles of the ocean. They're searching in like two. They say it's like two times the size of Connecticut. <laughs> And you lock at about 12,500 feet down in the ocean, 2.3 miles down in the ocean. I hope and pray for the best. But I really feel like, now I think this is their fourth trip down. So maybe this Lockridge is onto something. This carbon fiber hull, five inch thick carbon fiber hull, after two or three trips, like he said, it won't withstand multiple trips. It won't withstand extended time. And it imploded on itself. 6,000 pounds of pressure per square inch will crumple that thing and it's instant death. A slight leak a little bit down and you flood it, it's instant death. Or not instant death, but it's death. You're entangled on something. You can't deploy and, and get yourself back to the top because you're entangled. That is the only scenario to where... They're alive down there in those horrendous conditions that I was just speaking of. But they're looking. They're looking. And I'll do a follow-up to let you know what's going on with it. But I want to do a slight recap in just a minute. Go over all of everything we do know. And we'll end it there. But I will be right back. I want to do another segment. We'll be right back. All right, guys, I'm back. I didn't even mention this, and it's shame on me, but we're going to recap. But first and foremost, the five individuals that are on this submersible are Stockton Rush, the CEO of Ocean Gate Expeditions, Hamish Harding, businessman, Shadaza Dawood, and 
Suleiman Dawood, his son, one, two, three, four, and Paulie Henry is a French French um, um, explorer. He's been to the Titanic several times. So Stockton Rush, Hamish Harding, Shadaza Dawood, Suleiman Dawood, and Paul Henry. Put those people and those names in your thoughts. You know, even though they're, you know, the the, the cost of this two hundred fifty thousand dollar trip. I mean, not many people can go and say they've seen the Titanic. But these people need uh, their families, which I have heard some. You know, people have some some bullshit to say. Like the son, the stepson of uh, one of them was trying to get the OnlyFans model not worried about. It. He's at a concert. Uh, and maybe he hates his stepdad. I don't know. But that's beside the point. But me, I don't know these people. But like I just got done saying, the conditions. Okay. They're pay Listen, folks. You're not listening. The best case conditions are an absolute nightmare. Trapped. Dark. Confined. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Oh, my. I mean, you've got... Drowning, suffocation, uh, just can, just can. Oh my God, I cannot even think straight. I can't even think straight. Inner thoughts, inner prayers. If it, if they, I mean, my thing is, I wouldn't want to suffer if it was something. Let it be quick. But God hoped for the best, and and whatever, whatever, whatever. That's the five people that are on the boat on the submersible. So we know that it's a it's a it's a week long, two hundred fifty thousand dollar trip out. You get to go down and see the Titanic and all this nifty stuff. It's 250000 These five folks were doing that. They go out Sunday night. After an hour and 45 minutes, they lose contact with the Titan. The Polar Prince is the mothership. They lose contact with the Titan, the submersible from Ocean Gate. And there we are. It doesn't resurface. And they have no idea as to where this submersible is. So we've talked about the conditions. So either we know that the ballast, they can drop the ballast and come back up. That's not been done. So it's either just by thinking that theory through, they have to be entangled in something, best case, and it's not allowing it to deploy to the surface. Or either it's flooded and they're dead, or it's imploded and they're dead. But overnight, they said they heard metal on metal banging from the ocean uh, somewhere. They're looking for that. So that is the only signs of possible life in the vessel, but that is good. That is a good sign if they can determine that it is something man-made coming from uh, under the water in the ocean. That would mean they'd be entangled in something and not able to uh, resurface to the top by dropping the ballast weight and using their own vessel itself and this buoyancy to take itself back to the top. We know that the fact that it's 400 miles off the coast, it makes it hard, and that it's 2.3 miles down makes it even harder for research to, to even find these poor folks. Um, they've covered 10,000 square miles already, uh, but you got to remember, we've got 12,500 feet down. That's what makes this difficult. That's what makes this difficult. Um, the Titan submersible is 22 foot long. It's got a 5-inch thick carbon fiber hull, 3.25-inch thick titanium, uh, wireless controller to operate. It's considered experimental, experimental technology. Uh, 
Um, David Lockridge was was fired back in 2018 for basically whistleblowing, saying that the porthole was not designed and made to withstand 12,000, 13,000 feet, only 4,300 feet, no testing. The warning system only goes off seconds before catastrophic failure, giving you no time to react. There's basically no emergency system. There's no beacon system. You're just a sitting duck. Um, we also know that... Um, well, I was going to talk about the conditions. I don't want to talk about them conditions anymore. Give me freaking anxiety even talking about them. Um, so right now, they have no idea where they're at. According to uh, reports, they have originally 96 hours of oxygen. They're down to 20 hours, but that's under normal, breathable circumstances. You put yourself in the conditions they're in on a best-case scenario, and you've probably sucked up all the air already. Um, I will give you a follow-up on what's going on here, uh, but they are still searching, and as of right now, they've not found the Ocean Gate Titan that went down Sunday with Stockton Rush, Hamish Harding, Shazada Daewoo, Sumon Daewoo, and Paul Henry. Well, let's hope for the best, but I'll keep you posted on what's going on in this tragic story. And uh, thank you for listening to the weekly podcast. I'm not done yet. As I'm sitting here talking to you fine folks, Psych, my other favorite show just come on. And sometimes this show's so stupid, but that, isn't it funny? Do you know Psych? Have you watched Psych with uh, James Rude and Dulé Hill, Maggie Lawson, uh, Corbin Burnson? What a good show. And they're over fighting crime too. We always love true crime and crime and, and crime shows and this crime comedy type situation has always been a big hit. <laughs> it really is. I've also seen a study that says if you're fascinated with true crime that there's that's a red flag. You're fucked up. That's what they're saying. If you're fascinated with true crime stories, that is a red flag. Well, I guess I'm fucked. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. This is just our kickoff episode because this, this really, I've been watching this for a few days and it's just consumed me and I can't get this submersible out of my head and I just think it's because I, we sit here and we give this shit lip service and we talk about it like it's, we're going out here to fucking pick up a sweater at the, sh- the damn mall and we don't ever stop, <laughs> well we might, I don't say ever. But we don't sit and think about the backside of Jesus Christ, the torture that these poor folks are in if their best case, if they're still alive. If you're alive and didn't get crushed to death, that's probably going to be, you know, if they are rescued and pulled out alive and everything carries on, then it's worth fighting it. But I'm telling you, man, we just don't, I have sit here and thought about these conditions of total blackness, the confinement. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Say a prayer. I love you guys. Thank you. This is The Weekly Podcast.